nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode three, 624. We passed 300 a long ass time ago. Yeah. Um, 624, and it is your review of Misery. As always, here to host the show, along with my wonderful co-host, is me, Nerd Chicano, and Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? We're gonna have a wonderful Tuesday, and as uh, you all well know, misery loves company, so that's why I'm here. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell me what else you have to do during the day at this time. Nothing. I am happy to be here. I'm straight. Yeah, you better fucking say that, bro. Oh my god. But, um, like he's gonna replace me. I have nobody else who's a crazy bastard who wants to come in at this time. Yeah. Uh but what's up, Brad? How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um not much to speak of today. Went to work and then tomorrow and Thursday I'll I'll be traveling. Well, tomorrow I'll be traveling and then I'll come back Friday. Yeah. So. What about um what about yesterday? How was your how was your Tuesday? Yeah. I was I was uh pretty tired that day. I went to bed at seven. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. So it was a day. I could probably tell you it was a day. It was a day. Um, But either way, I'm glad that, that we're here to do this today. Um, been, I've, I, I'm, we're going to have a really fun topic, fun uh, discussion um, about this film. I hope so. I hope so. It's a it's an interesting movie to say the least. Yeah. Good old Kathy Bates. <laughs> good old good old Kathy Bates up in here. And uh yeah. I think she was did she win an Oscar for this? She She'll won something out, for right? this. She'll find uh, out. yeah, she won uh Best Actress Academy Awards. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh, Brad, yesterday was a really long day for me, and it was why we couldn't, because I, I did not get home until 9.30. We wouldn't have been able to do this episode. I hadn't watched this film, so... You can't really do the episode unless you watch the film. Yeah, unless so yesterday was a really tough day for me. Unless um, it's Scarface and I phoned it in. Yeah, yeah, fucking bastard. Um, <laughs> so we couldn't do that yesterday, so um, we just... We what's called took yesterday off, and today we're live to do this review of Misery, which is our final review. Well, not our final review, no. our final of Brad's picks for um for horror month. And yeah, man. Um also we today, have a we have a watch along, don't forget that. Yep, next week we have another watch along. We have a watch along next week, and we have mini pod next week. But um 
yeah, this episode is nice and early. It is early for our patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcore. This is releasing on Wednesday at 12 p.m. And right now it is a Tuesday night. We're recording this live for, for them. And this is early for them at patreon.com slash nerdcore. At the $1 tier, you get access to that. Um, Brad, um, today was the Criterion uh, 50% off sale. Uh, fit this flash sale. You let me and I I did a great thing today, Brad. Um, used your coupons. Yeah, I used five coupons today. I didn't even know you could use five coupons at one place. Yeah. So um, so I found out a long time ago that you could stack these coupons. I was under the impression that I had two coupons, so I was only gonna buy one. Well, one fork, one criterion, because next month is the big sale at Barnes and Noble. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do more spending next month. But I was like, okay, I'll use one coupon. It'll be 14, it'll be end up being 14 bucks with that shipping, it'll probably be 20 bucks. Like I can probably do that. Um turns out I had five coupons that I could use. Yup. 50 bucks. So how much how much did you how much of coupon percentage did you stack? That's 50 bucks, Brad. You 10 bucks. 50 bucks worth of, worth of coupons. So I bought uh, two 4Ks, which is $24.97. Huh. Roughly like 25 bucks, right? Yeah. And then I got one for Rachel. They're going to pay me back. That was like 20 bucks. It was a Blu-ray. $50, $50 off. 20 bucks that Rachel's going to give me. I practically only paid the taxes, dude. I paid $577. That's pretty good. That's really good. Stacking coupons. Yeah, man. I'm for the Criterion for that. Yeah, man. I I don't even know I, how you get I, coupons yeah. from Criterion. Yeah, you you can get them, bro. It's uh wow, that was it was great, man. I was like, dude, this is awesome. I'm gonna what's it called? I'm gonna just use all my coupons because don't know when the next time I'm gonna really want to use them. Did you them. say what movies you got? I got uh Kira Kurosawa's Dreams and I got a video drone. I wanna see that that Kurosawa in four K. Yep. If it's uh, anything like the Ron in 4K, whoo! Oh man, stop playing. Yeah, <coughs> um, yeah. I bought those, so don't know when those are gonna get here, but um, excited for when those come in here, so I can watch them and then I'll do reviews for them and all that wonderful stuff. And uh, yeah, fucking fantastic, man. Um, I would have picked up the others, but I was like, eh, I got. I'll wait. I'll wait. I was like, I'm not gonna buy too many right now. Is that is the is the others out on Criterion now? It's next week, I think. Okay, so you could have pre-ordered it. Yeah, I could have pre-ordered it, but I think it's out next week. Right now, we don't, I think it's only, what's it called? Uh, uh, Video Drone dropped uh, this week. Yeah, next week on October 24th, uh, the others. And then on Halloween, Nanny. Yep. Is, is Tigers Are Not Afraid a Criterion? Nope. Sadly, yeah. it's not, Brad. Somebody, somebody make that a Criterion 4K. Somebody needs to get those that physical what's it called release like in general because that's not out physically yeah, also, at all. Also, also, Criterion grab up Dogma for 4K. Not that saying. will ever happen. Probably not. I already know how that works, right? Yeah, I know how that works. Sadness. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, man, that was it. Was a lot of fun. It was a lot of good stuff today, man. I was like, okay. And then my professor gave me um the thing on 4K. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, the yeah, uh, great movie in any sense. 
but on yeah, 4K, man. I wonder how that looks. Yeah, I wonder how it looks too. And you saved on the ever elusive Criterion copy of Andy Murphy's Norbit, right? Yeah, of course, bro. Come on, man. That was in the Come bargain on. bin. <laughs> right on the bargain bin. That two dollar bin, bro. Yeah, that was that yeah. Hulu exclusive coupon. <laughs> oh my god, man! But yeah, man, uh, that was that, and uh, yeah, we're let's let's go. Let's, I guess let's get to doing this, Brad, because this is gonna be this is gonna be fun, Brad. It's gonna be fun. I mean, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting talk for sure. Yeah. All right, Brad. Let's get to going to doing this, Brad. So, if you have not watched Misery, then this is your chance to get out of here. We care about spoilers, but if you don't care about spoilers, or you've seen the film, or you've read the book, I guess, then go ahead and stay. Either way, how that goes is your one and only spoiler warning, and it is an effect in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, Brad. Introduce us to Misery. All right, coming from our one and only source, Wikipedia. Misery is a 1990 American psychological thriller film directed by Rob Reiner, based on Stephen King's 1987 novel of the same name, starring James Caan, Kathy Bates, Lauren Bacall, Richard Farnsworth, and Francis Sternhagen. The plot centers around an obsessive fan who holds an author captive and forces him to rewrite the finale to his book series. The film was released in the United States on November 30th, 1990 by Columbia Pictures. It received highly positive reviews and was a box office success. Bates' performance drew widespread praise from critics and won her the Academy Award for Best Actress at the 63rd Academy Awards, making Misery the only film based on a Stephen King novel to win an Oscar. King himself has stated that Misery is one of his top 10 favorite film adaptations. Um, so we have here screenplay by William Goldman, uh, based on Misery by Stephen King, of course. Uh, cinema, cinematography, Barry Sonnenfeld. Edited by Robert Layden. That's, that name sounds familiar. Robert Layden? This is Spinal Tap. Okay. That's probably yeah. Uh, music by Mark Shaman. Shaman. Um, running time, 107 minutes. Budget of $20 million. Box office, $61.3 million. Did this really look like a $20 million film to you, Ro? Um, No. But... Yeah. I wonder how much of that went to James Can, to Jimmy Can, rest in peace. Good point. <laughs> yeah, that is a big name to to gather. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hold on. <sighs> oh contagious. my God! Contagious. We're not even in the same room. We're not even in the same room, bro. But um, yeah, man. Uh, misery. So. Uh, I heard about this movie because <laughs> Kino Lorber released the Annie Cut. Oh my god! Oh god. Because uh, Kino Lorber uh, released a 4K Ultra HD of it, and I was like, okay, Stephen King, uh, Stephen King adaptation. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I wonder what this is all about. Um, and apparently now, because Brad and I just discussed it. Uh, Family Guy parodied this episode, this movie. They fully just redid the whole, the whole freaking movie in like ten minutes that we, or five minutes that we saw. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I have seen this film. So kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if it's in Family Guy, it's uh, you know, it's it's in the whole Americana kind of thing. Yeah, American Zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. I guess I finally watched this for the first time 
And I've got to say, I actually really like this movie, man. I thought this was one of the best uh, Stephen King adaptations of the 90s. Uh, and I really liked it. I liked the I mean, performances. I mean, it's kind of a low bar there. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, I mean, st- well, no, Stand By Me was in the 80s, but... Um, I'm just thinking was, the Langoliers. Yeah, I should have uh, made you watch the Langoliers and just cringe the whole. Riding thing. the bullet too was in the 90s. Yeah, right? riding the bullet was not. I'm pretty sure that was that was late 80s, early 90s. Um, Carrie was, I think, 70s or 80s. 70s, bro. Yeah, I think Carrie was yeah. 70s. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out what, what year was then, riding the bullet. Then I think Green was Green. 2004, Mama? Brad. Riding the bullet was 2004. Yeah. Ugh. When yeah. was when was Green Mile? The Green Mile that has to be in the nineties, bro. That, that's got to be nineties. That, that's that's probably one of the, that might be the best Stephen King adaptation. Ninety nine, bro. Yeah, good for King. Got it yeah. right in there. Yeah, but um, I have I, I really like this set. I really like this movie, bro. I like the performances, but overall, I I really enjoy the 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 story, man. And I love that it's like pretty much. Delegated to only two locations, right? Yeah, it's a it's a two location kind of uh, scene, two scene movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll give my. This is the first time I've seen this movie as well. So, oh, really? Yeah, I've I've never seen this movie. It's just so one just, of those. It's one right. of those I've always like. I've seen like images of the block scene, like like that. That's world renowned from Kathy Bates. Um, but I this is the first time watching it in total. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I I also found it really good. The tension throughout the film is mind numbing because you're just waiting for this dude to get caught, and the thing he gets caught on is the most stupid damn thing. But of course, she would notice. Um, the the, the ceramic penguin always face southward. Yeah. <laughs> Once um, that happened, I was like, "There's no way they don't come back to this." No, no, like it, it, you could totally tell, like. Man, you you done. And I thought it was all the doors he was kicking in, but <laughs> didn't notice that, but knows noticed the penguin. Um yeah, James Conn in this is great, but but really the the all-star, the the one who fucking steals the show is Kathy Bates. She is a... freaking psycho in this. She is she a... is what puts the horror in this horror yes. film. Yes, like without Kathy, like I don't know where Kathy Bates is in her career in this, but she wins an Oscar for this. And as it said, it's the only Stephen King film to win an Oscar, and that's because of her. Yeah. And so for for that, I, I I mean, and this this blows this movie blows Kathy Bates up just in stardom, yeah. and and for good reason because she is quintessential evil in this. I believe. Um, is she in? Is she in Lincoln? I think she is in Lincoln. And fuck, she's so good in Lincoln too. Um, I, I but, do have um, I do have trivia. We have IMDb trivia. Sure. If we want, if we want to get, I, I know we're kind of getting into the whole, um, but this one kind of goes with the Kathy Bates thing. So Stephen King was quite impressed with Kathy Bates' performance in this film, so much so that he later wrote two more roles for her. The title role in his novel Dolores Claiborne. Excuse me. Was written with Bates in mind, and Bates later starred in the film adaptation of Dolores Claiborne in '95. King also wrote the script for the TV miniseries The Stand, 1994. 
His original novel featured a male character named Ray Flowers. Upon hearing that Bates wanted to be involved in the series, King rewrote the part as a woman, Ray Flowers, spelled R-A-E, just so Bates could play the part. Dude, she's that fucking good in this movie, she's that, bro. She's that fucking good. Yeah. And she just, she scares the shit out of me, bro. Like, every single time she just walks into that room, I'm like, how much more is this bitch going to do? Like, what is she else going to do, bro? What else is she going to do? Um, oh, look at the, look at this. Are, are you on the same page? What? No, I'm looking at Kathy Bates' IMDb. Oh, okay. Um, James Conn once showed up to the set hungover, and all the scenes he shot that day were unusable. Rob Reiner told Conn he had to do the scenes again because there was a problem at the lab. When Conn oh, learned no. it had nothing to yeah. do with the labs, he offered to cover the money he lost the studio. Good guy, hey, James Conn. That's a good yeah. guy, James Conn. He is, man. He's a good man. Um, I And Conn, man, like... I always thought, because I've looked, man, I'm going to be real honest. I don't think I've seen a lot of uh, James Conn outside of the, the Godfather. And um, I, what's it called? Um, That's where Kathy Bates, that's where I remember Kathy Bates. She's Joe Bennett in the office. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's hmm. Joe Bennett in the office, bro. What a great, what a great uh, character that is. Um, But... I, I like I like James Conn here, man. Like he keeps it mostly like cool and collected until like the end, where it's just like full blown like what's it called a, uh, like all crazy and shit trying to get out of that house. It's fucking fantastic, bro. I got I got another one that you might enjoy. Jack Nicholson was offered the role of Paul Sheldon, but passed because he was not sure he wanted to do another movie based on one of Stephen King's novels after what he had experienced with Stanley Kubrick on The Shining. Of course. Can I just say, I don't think Jack Nicholson would have been right for this role. No, I don't think I don't, so either. I don't think he could have sat still for the whole fucking movie. So that's why I think I think James Conn and Kathy Bates work really well in this movie. Because James Conn has that kind of whole, that, that whole silent kind of fuck you kind of feeling he's given off to Kathy Bates. And then Kathy Bates is just reciprocating that with the whole kind of psycho um, just trying to get what she wants from James Conn. But, but Raul, the, 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 the dinner scene. Oof. Do you think, do you think uh, Annie knew that uh, he had put something in her wine and did that yes. on purpose? Yes. That's the feeling I got. I think at that point she felt she already knew about the, the penguin and shit like that. Yeah. So I think that that's what happened. Uh, though I did find something really funny, Brad. Um, when when she when she tells him to light the the book on fire, the the, the manuscript. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that one of the pages went all the way up to the curtain on fire? No, I did not. It goes all the way up. So they they go to that reversal shot of her. Yeah. Where it's like floating up the pages, and one of them goes all the way up to the curtain. And oh, when shit. we cut back, we see nothing about that page. So, you didn't cut the curtain on fire. Didn't cut the curtain. The curtain on fire. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought I was like, "What the hell? Like, shouldn't y'all motherfuckers be dead?" <laughs> Harrison Ford was offered the role as well. Don't know if that would have that would worked either. I don't think so either. No, I think that James Conn just fits it so perfectly. Yeah. I, also, also speaking of uh, Jack Nichols would not be able to play this role because he would have to stay in bed for like longer than. An hour. James Conn had to stay in bed for 15 weeks for, of shooting. 
Khan said he thought that Rob Reiner was playing a sadistic joke on him, knowing the actor would not enjoy not moving around for so long. Khan was not used to playing a reactionary character and found it much tougher to play. That is crazy. He's like, why the fuck did you put me to, to, to sit on here for all this time, man? <laughs> oh, that's funny, though. That's funny. Um, I thought, I thought, yeah. And Brad, the moment um, that, what's it called, uh, that she shoots the, the agent, bro? Like, that shit, not the agent, I'm sorry, the, the police guy? The one who goes to uh, to investigate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught me completely off guard. Oh, completely that, that right off there? guard. Well, here's the thing. It would have caught me off guard if I hadn't, if we hadn't just watched The Shining. Did you know, like, there's tropes in King's novels and also in his movies where he does the same shit. And so, just like you, you had uh, the the chef come in and totally gets just killed because you think he's coming in to save the day in The Shining, and he just gets an axe to the chest. Yeah, this is basically what you get here. You get the cop finally figuring out. The cops has spent like a month reading reading these authors' books, trying to figure shit out. Yeah, and the minute he walks in the house, I'm like, he's not making it out of this house. But he, I was he, just like, like I was it's, so it's too easy that like, way. I was so drawn back, bro, because I was like, ain't no way. Like, what's it called? I think this is where it's gonna end. Like, she's gonna find him, right? Boom! He gets shot. I was like, what? But, but that whole that whole tension leading up to that when he gets to the wall, fantastic. And then bro. he looks down, and he's down there, and then the the then the stairway looking up at him, and then his chest just fucking ripping open. It's like, all right, that was that was dope. Okay, Rob Reiner, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, um, I I love that. Um, also, I really like the what they call the the um the um. <laughs> The people just constantly like, like, well, where do you think he is? Like, well, we just passed the whole fucking, what's it called? House. When, when you're on the goddamn helicopter, you couldn't get down and think like, maybe we should go ask that house. We just pulled, pulled the, what's it called? We all, we just drove by. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. He nope. wasn't, he wasn't that good of a sheriff. Come on now. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, um, I think it's a great movie, Brad. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make up for uh, my, my previous Stephen King, uh, yeah, <laughs> insults to, to cinema. Yeah. So I think this, this does kind of do that, especially with the Oscar-winning yeah. performance from Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, she 100% deserves it, bro. She is so fucking scary in that movie, in this movie, bro. Like, I, I feel like if you didn't, what's it called? Like, if you watch this. And you don't like feel that performance for what it is. I think you would think it's like, why is this labeled a horror film? But you see that performance, bro. It's so fucking scary. Oh, I I I mean, if you put yourself in James Conn's position, you would be shitting yourself. Yeah. Like, and and then having to have her clean it up, but still. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, if you don't but, but, find this scary, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. It just gets scary and scary as he keeps learning more about. Annie Wilkes like he finds the memory book and he's reading like the newspaper clippings of people she's killed of like newborns and yep. he's just like oh dear she is what not did a I get myself nurse. into she is not a good nurse at all <laughs> yep yep and then like the whole like the shit with the pills and everything bro and I thought I thought she was gonna get him with he was gonna get her with that and it's like nope yeah like like the, the minute and then 
she like messes she dumps the wine and you know the, i i just had the i'm like she had to know no she like, had to know brad she had to know i i i wholeheartedly believe that she that had was to know. no accident that that was because you just see his face just like like all, all, all mm-hmm. any any hope he had just like faded and yeah. and i think that's what you get from james con in this is you get both the the you know the physical acting part of it, but then you get the mostly just the the reactions, yeah, the facial reactions, and um, he's very good at that too. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I I, I looked it up. I, I after looking for it like constantly here, she was not in um in in Lincoln, and this is gonna be so mean of me, but she was that was that was Stephen McKinley Henderson who I was thinking <laughs> another big person would like. Hair, I guess. <laughs> okay. My bad, guys. My bad. But um, yeah, bro. I I thought it was so good, bro. And I thought that um, I like the music works, the cinematography works. Um, I don't think it's like the best um Stephen King adaptation. No. I don't I don't think it's the greatest thing I've seen, but it's really good. And because of that, like I really enjoyed it for what it was. I, I mean, I think it's a good horror film for horror movies. Fucking fantastic. So, watch, watch it during Halloween. And it's not like your typical, you know, gory horror you're used to. It, it's it, definitely on the side of psychological horror. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it made for good. It was very tense. The pacing was really good, too. Never once did I think that we were taking too long here. I thought, we're like, okay, cool, man. Like, at this point, I was like, okay, at this point, we have to finally get to, like, setting up some shit here. And, like, we have to get out of this house. And it finally happened. I was like, okay, cool. Well, here we go. Like it's it's paced well. I mean, and I, I quite enjoyed uh the editing. The editing I thought went very well. Yeah, yeah. But um uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying I'm looking up uh so so the guy who made the Princess Bride and when Harry met Sally made this it, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, I love both of those movies. Yeah. But like I would not believe that this came from the mind. Of the person who made that film, yeah. like how, like that's how is that even possible? <laughs> um, but I love this movie, man. I, I can't stop saying it. I really like this movie. I, I'm gonna buy the 4K for this because I think that it's just that damn good, and I really want to see what this looks like on my TV. And man, just another—it's a great movie, bro. It's one of the better um, Stephen Stephen King adaptations of like the 80s and 90s. In the in the fucking two thousands, now now that we're at it, yeah. And, but, um, and I'm glad I finally got to watch it. So, yeah, yeah. Brad, what's your final verdict? I'm going to give this uh, again. I think um I think there's better Stephen King adaptations, like you said. Um, overall, though, I think this is a really good one and worthy of the watch. Um, but like I'd say, I'd put Green Mile above it. Um, can't really think of too much more. So for that, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and go a little bit lower than Brad here. I'm going straight up eight out of ten. I thought it was fantastic. It's not the greatest thing I've seen, but you know, it's it's a damn good movie, man. Uh, I think that it was really good. It kept my attention for a good amount of time, and I would definitely like to rewatch this movie when I uh, get when I buy the what's it called um when I buy the uh, 4K of it. But for now, like I think it's just it's a damn good movie. I really enjoyed it, and um. Yeah, man, Kathy Bates is fucking terrifying, and that scene where she, what's it called, destroys his legs is just she, oh my she, God. she, she earned that Oscar. She, 
Yeah, let's, let's be real. She earned that Oscar. One hundred percent. If you don't think that she earned that shit, bro, you're you're she dumb. she made that role her own. I I mean, Stephen King writes well, but I don't know if I've ever seen anyone act that well. Maybe Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Maybe. Yeah, nobody. I've never seen anybody like get that into the character, and get that lost within it, like she did. And because I just, I fucking loved it, and I yeah. think that she she did an incredible job. And yeah, man, just amazing movie, guys. If you haven't watched it, um, I definitely recommend you go find this movie because you can only buy it. I wouldn't have mind buying it, but like also if I'm gonna, but but you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. But um, that's why I'm gonna buy the 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 4K when it when it's on sale because I think it's, it's like I said it's just it's it's, it's a good so one good to have in the collection, yeah, especially sure. especially when spooky season comes around. Yep, exactly, exactly. So we thank you all so much for joining us, and of course that's been our review of Misery. Go ahead and check out our website thenerdcore.com, Twitter at thenerdcore underscore, Instagram at thenerdcore, Patreon.com/slash/thenerdcore. At the one dollar tier, you get access to this episode live and early, along with all their episodes of the Nerdcore when they get recorded. And we get like you know our extra reviews with me and Luis. They get recorded early and they get put on there for for early access until they come out. And then of course when we do these episodes live, so you can talk to us just like Stacy did today, you get access to that at just one dollar. So go and check that out, please. Our Discord link is in the description below, so you can talk to us about this movie and you can talk to us about. Any other spooky movie during spooky season. Talk to us in the comments. We would love to talk to you all about this movie. And yeah, man, if you like this movie, talk to us. If you don't like this movie, talk to us. We just like talking to you all. And we want to interact with you guys in the comments. So make sure you comment something because we always interact with you all in there. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel and click that notification bell. So you don't get, uh, miss, miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. Stacy says, isn't the $1 tier the number one fan tier? Of course, bro. Number one. Number one. Because he was number one. <laughs> and of course, if you're on the audio side of things, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if on the other platforms, and as, as well as those platforms, make sure you follow us. But for now, we're going to go ahead and wrap up with here, with this, with this, um, with this review. We will be back on Friday, on Friday, because Brad's not gonna be here on Thursday, live and early for our patrons, so that way it can drop for the public on Saturday at twelve for our review of Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. While we, I guess it's just kind of like a pre, what's it called, the screening for um for Black Swan next week as we conclude uh horror month. So without further ado, Brad, let's get them the hell out of here. All right, Roland, thank you, being host as always. Thank you. Stacy for joining us in chat today. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, yeah, to end this episode, um, don't take orange pills from strangers. Young Yoda out. Mm-mm.